0: Hi, everyone. I'm Joanne Berry, special educator. And I'm Dr. Candida Fink.
1: And this is Mental Health Goes to School, where a teacher and a psychiatrist walk into a podcast.
0: You hear a lot about teen mental health and how students struggle at school, but accurate and useful information is hard to find. Over the years, Candida and I have had many conversations and learned from each other's experiences. We realized that we need more people in such a critical conversation. Join us as we talk to and learn from educators, mental health professionals, and parents with a wide range of experiences and expertise.
1: candida fink child psychiatrist
0: and i'm joanne berry special educator
1: and this is
0: mental health goes to school yes So yes. <laughs> today today it's just the two of us chatting yeah. we thought it would be a good idea it's the back to school time it's we're recording um, august 12th All right some schools have already started back uh some will be starting back over the next couple of weeks while some schools certainly don't start till after Labor Day. So we are definitely in the back-to-school season. And we just thought it would be handy to um, look at a couple of things we're thinking about that would be helpful just um, to put on people's radar to be thinking about themselves.
1: Yeah, things that are, you know, there's lots out there on, you know, social media and, you know, all kinds of posts about back to school ideas. And we wanted a couple of things that came to mind to us specifically relating to mental health that are are brought up in a lot of these kinds of posts and checklists. And so we wanted to just, um, you know, talk about it and give some of our thoughts and particularly how it interfaces with mental health or mental health needs for kids who have specific needs. Right. So thinking about that.
0: Right. So, uh, of course, one of the big things, especially for teens, is sleep.
1: Sleep. Oh, my God. Teenagers are not getting anywhere near enough sleep, are they?
0: Right. Right. And we and we know that their uh, internal clocks are set to um, they want to go to. They can't actually go to many in many instances can't fall asleep as early as they used to or as early as their parents do.
1: Um, And And they sleep later. You know, the, right. you know, into the, or naturally they, they could, if they could, their yeah. natural cycle is, you know, the technical term is sleep phase delayed. Like if you found that in a younger child or an adult, you would diagnose it as sleep phase delayed. Their sleep phases have moved forward. Um, right.
0: Right. And so we thought it would be, we know there's uh, plenty of advice out there about sleep and yep. how to, um, Make sure that teens do get enough sleep. Of course, one of the one of the big things is um, later start times for schools. And this, and some some schools have moved to the later start times. Um, Some haven't. You know, starting at you know seven seven thirty absolutely is super early. Um, Many schools have moved to at least eight o'clock or between eight and eight thirty. Yeah,
1: Um,
0: this seems to. It still might be earlier than many of the teens would optimally choose, but we also have to consider the adults who work in the building um, and just, you know, everything can't be 10 to 6. So, I mean, that might work in some schools, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it depends on the community, depends on on the need, you know, after school jobs, after school sports or activities. Those start to get much later if you're, you know, staying later at school. Right. right. Um, yeah. Drop off and a parent has to go to work. Um, but these seven o'clock start times in particular are simply put often dangerous for kids. Right. Because they're you know, at the highest level of risk, they're dangerous. If they're driving to school exhausted, right, that can, they're definitely a higher risk for um, accidents, something right. like that.
0: Right. Well, anybody would be, if they're right. anybody, tired but they're,
1: and especially they're young drivers, they're less experienced drivers. So it's even more so more important that they be well rested. Right.
0: To, so you know, we thought it would, would be um, helpful to just like review some tips that we've seen that we've thought of, um, of how to h- encourage and help um, high schoolers get enough sleep. Right. So one of them, speaking of driving, might be if, you're, if your student does have a driver's license and can drive themselves to school, perhaps tying that privilege to them getting enough sleep right. because uh, we certainly don't want to see accidents or anything like that happening. So yeah. if, if the student doesn't have enough looks like they're really um overtired that morning Mm -hmm. then perhaps they don't get to drive
1: it's a natural consequence it's a really not um you know it makes sense and it's based on some real clarity in the sense that you you know it's just not safe to drive driving tired you know there's all kinds of data about how dangerous it is for anyone like we said um especially for young people so it's a very sort of natural consequence endpoint if you know you're up uh, late with games or on your screen or just chatting with friends and you're, uh, you know, we're still working on trying to help our teens, um, you know, evolve those skills and put those things away sooner, that can be a motivator to help them make those changes and say, you know, that's, you can choose to do that. But it, if you do choose that, then, you know, you don't have the car tomorrow. So Right, right. I think that's, it just makes sense. And I think it's a right. very reasonable conversation. You're not being overly punitive. You're basically making a point of trying to help your teen build healthy sleep skills, healthy healthy going right. to bed skills. Right.
0: Right. I, I think that's called isn't that called sleep hygiene?
1: Sleep hygiene. Which
0: I just I just find it a comical term. But
1: anyway. <laughs> it's sta- um, standard in the industry. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Uh, so, that's what we say. So one, of the, one
0: of the other habits of good sleep hygiene, of course, is not being on screens right. later in the evening, um, uh, an hour or two. There's different um, recommendations. But definitely um, getting off the screen and even not allowing the phone or computer or whatever into the bedroom at all. Right. Um, which I know could be a challenge, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think I did read a study and now I can't remember where that, where households, where parents put that control on, the students do much better mm-hmm. overall mm-hmm. Um, in school. It might actually be on my notes here. I was one of the medical schools okay. had done a, done a study and um, where, in yeah, in families where parents set the time for sleep, the teens happier, better rested state. Um, it could could be a sign of other things, but where where that control is managed, right. Um, which only makes sense. We all know if we get right, enough sleep, get we just feel better. Our, ma- so. our brains,
1: our mood is better regulated. We, we focus better. We were talking about that before we started recording. And I like to think about it um, less as control because we know that if you try to control a teen, if that is sort of the the way it's set up, you will lose them. They will you know, get their back up, they'll push back. Right, right, right. Um, and to sort of reframe it as, you know, really helping them build skills that are going to be, you know, help them achieve their goals. We need buy in, right? That helping them, you know, begin to identify the things that they want to do and how getting enough sleep is going to be important for them. Now, obviously, the younger they are, the less they're going to be able to put those pieces together. And the more boundaries and clarity and specific you know, uh, limits that we we have to just place and not talk about, <laughs> because if we talk too much about it, especially the younger the kid is, they, they're not going to under, understand it anyway. But I think that makes me think of the fact that these skills start, even though we're talking about teens, it is much easier for these to be in place if you have begun to sort of build them when kids are younger. If, you know, for a lot of my families, if they have right. just had sort of routine, this is as much time as you get during the school week on screens, no phones going, you know, our room at night. And if that has started when a child is younger and then it's just arguing, it's more routine. It's just, that's yep. not that there won't be arguments about it, but it it does help to build and that that's just the way it is. Now, that doesn't mean that if you haven't started when they're young, that you can't begin to build it when they're. Older, right, so I wanna, right. that sound hopeless, but, but the idea of helping them see it for themselves, gradually helping bring them to that, um, while also setting the limits that you need, you need to, um, I think, you know, that's balance, parenting balance. Right.
0: Right. And, and hopefully doing a little check-in, um, from time to time is like, oh, you, you didn't really sleep well that last Last night. How how do you feel today? Right. Or wow, seems like you're very energetic today. Did you sleep well last night? You know right. that kind of thing. Connecting right the sleep with how you feel, how you're able to perform.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, what was your math quiz harder this week than last week because you didn't sleep last night? Type right. of thing. Or or um, certainly um, yeah. sports participation in sports and stuff, if you're tired and you got to run around.
1: Right. Um, Yeah. Were you able to focus the same way? Did you feel the same energy at the plate? Whatever, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Anything like that to really bring it into their lives and what it make meaning for them and their values and their goals. I mean, speaking of sports and activities after school, though, I think we don't, it's important for us to mention the fact that while we want to work with kids on having um, to build good sleep hygiene for families to work on it, sleep is so important. It is also important to notice that there are systemic issues that make it very hard for many kids to get enough sleep.
0: Exactly. These
1: ultra busy schedules, packed to the gills with activities, homework loads that are unbearably, unbearably high for some of these kids, and then also having to do sports and clubs. Um, that's a, you know, a bigger systemic question, but it's pretty important to be thinking about because some of these kids just, they, I, I, so many kids I work with, they're up 11, 12 o'clock at night and they have, no, they literally cannot finish all their work before that time. So how right. are we, we yeah. can give them all the sleep hygiene in the world. It's that going to change anything if we don't change how we, how we, put our expectations out, how we structure our expectations for them.
0: Right, right. Well, and I would say um, from a teacher perspective, um, thinking about which activities, certainly s- students who are intending to apply to competitive colleges are looking at building out their resume so that right. they are competitive, but I would say, where think less about how many activities you do and focus on the ones that you, you really enjoy right. or right. that you really get a lot of satisfaction from yes. Yes. rather than um you know do you do you really want to do these five things right which, which of these yeah. is really could you if you didn't do it you'd, you'd be okay and i and i understand that people have a lot of interests but if you try to focus you know if you dropped one of the activities
1: mm-hmm. how much
0: time would that free up and energy mental energy would that free up for you right um so that you could focus better yeah. on some of the other things, the things um, you really um, and, and i think that. colleges are more interested in what did you do that you really got satisfaction mm-hmm. and enjoyment from that um right you know that that you're and that's why you did it yes. rather than oh i participated in this club because it looks good on my resume yep. instead kind of, of yeah
1: and spreading it out in- too thin trying to do too many things you know building right. some depth instead of just you know shooting for you know breadth alone and i think you know the idea of sort of telling your story your narrative as part of the whole college application if you've gone in depth into things, something you enjoy or some related things. And that is part of your narrative and your story. That is powerful um, for yourself, for your own development as a human. And it's certainly a powerful component that you bring to your applications. And it that can bring to your whole college search process. I don't want to get too far off where we are, right. but yeah. but the idea that sort of I want parents to be thinking about really, you know, listening to kids. When they say, this is no longer an activity I want to do, it's not, I'm not getting anything from it. To really have some, you don't have to say yes right away. You can expect to have some extended conversations or to come back to the conversation. But if your child is telling you, this is really draining me. I can't continue. I want to emphasize this instead of that. I want to drop flute and emphasize my voice coaching or drop, you know, something else and emphasize my sport. I, I encourage parents to really listen because I think we want you to be thinking about that idea that the child is building their story and not trying to run around and just do everything because you think it's the right thing for them to do. We need to listen and believe. So that can that's just an important part of you know, thinking about kids. And it and it comes full circle back to sleep because if we keep trying to push them into so many activities, um, we're just, you know, again, counterproductive to this idea of getting them sleep. Um, we need we have to think, my shorthand, and families often recoil in shock when I say sleep is more important than homework. And that changes a bit as they get older, certainly. Um, and sometimes there are certainly going to be some nights where you're going to get less sleep. But if kids are routinely up, especially younger kids, are routinely up to 11 or 12 or 1 at night trying to finish that homework, that needs to stop. <laughs> we need to not do that homework, and then we need to have a conversation with the teacher or whatever's going on to find out what's why it's taking so long, what's happening. That is unacceptable. The sleep has to come first. That's well, just my medical.
0: <laughs> right, right. And for brain development and just yeah. all of the things that we've already said. But I think that is kind of a good segue into what we were thinking our second point would be about organization, right? Um, which is certainly a challenge for many of us, adults, kids, families, yeah. everyone. Yep. Um, and one of the things that I really like to think about uh, why organization is so important is if you think about the amount of energy you have throughout the day to do, to be social, to in, do interactions, to do whatever your work and tasks are, whether you're right. a uh, a student or an adult, is to think about you've got a battery right. throughout the day. And hopefully when you wake up in the morning, maybe your battery is still warming up. Maybe mm-hmm. it's completely full, but be aware of where your energy is. Right. But if you have organizational structures in place, right. um, routines, yep. the less energy you have to spend on looking for the things you need to get out the door, your, your keys, your phone, your backpack, your shoes, what, whatever it may be and have places for those things to be before you go to bed or when you come home, whatever the case is, have places um, and we were talking about have a little mantra as you're going out the door, yes, whether yes. it's phone keys, wallet, wh-
1: whatever the, whatever it is that absolutely, you know, if you, take yes. meds, you know, meds, phone keys, ID, whatever, if you need a charger, like just your four or five words that you build it into yep. a little, a little mantra every morning, you stand at the front door, you go through it, you and your kid go through it, Yeah, head out the door.
0: And right. make sure you have and even if you have to put a little uh sign or a post-it yes. um somewhere or pictures yeah. that that's helpful for some t- for some folks. Take pictures of the items and make a little uh printout yep. to just put right by the door. Um at our house sometimes we call it SPL, standard
1: pocket load.
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> if, if if you're putting things in your pockets, um, right. but whatever. Or your bag. Um but uh, that can help. Can help. And I do uh, say. Your battery from getting drained on silly stuff, like yep. what you need to bring with you.
1: Exactly. That you're not having to use that energy every morning to re- recreate the list, uh, recreate the, um, you know take that energy to think about it fresh every morning um i do say when people use reminders like that you know sticky notes or alarms or anything like that or even pictures change up the color the sound um the size the print whatever because you know every week sort of do that or whenever you think of it because your brain will adapt any reminder you set up so by you know The next week, even for some people, it's just like I didn't even see that list. I just walked out the door without my phone. Right. So so it's like the list was invisible at that point because your brain's adept. Right.
0: Yeah. Because you're so used to seeing it that it, yeah.
1: So novelty, novelty helps. That's a
0: great, great con, great idea. Yes. Um, The other thing that I would just um, ask, you know, put out there is at the start of the school year, every, school, I'm pretty sure, sends home or emails, forms that you got to fill out about um, medical history, contact information, all of that stuff, just do it as soon as you get it, and then you won't have to think about it again. The school won't have to keep bugging you, or the thing won't happen, and they don't have up-to-date information, you know, when the student isn't feeling well at school or something like that. Right,
1: right, they have lost Um, your cell phone. Right.
0: Right. So just try and do that. And then that'll be off your list. You won't have to think about it. Um, and I know if you have multiple kids in multiple schools, that's sometimes a challenge because everybody has their own thing. But um, it's super kind of, helpful yeah. for the school yeah. and you'll just and be it. done with it and not have any to take any more energy.
1: I want to just briefly sort of note, because we are talking about mental health, that for people parents and kids where ADHD is in the mix, or pretty much anything that disrupts attention, focus, mental energy, we wanna sort of put out a caveat that all of these recommendations, um, these are goals and skills, and sometimes those things will make it much harder to use this particular set of recommendations. You may have to modify, you may have to be very different about how you do things. Um, And for kids with ADHD, and even parents, there are plenty of them, building routines can be really just the idea of creating a routine can be very hard. The idea of keeping track of forms. So, um, it's okay to ask for help. If it's not working, ask for your spouse or partner, or even a friend, you know, say, Hey, can you remind me? Cause, or sit with me while I do this. We call that body doubling, you know, like it's, ask for help. It is okay. You, if these are, these are skill sets that just are not as intuitively sort of there for you. And it is hard to do them, you know, talk to other folks, get support, um, you know, and it's okay. It's okay. It's not, it's not going to work perfectly. These are all ideas and things that can, you know, work, but always know that it's going to have to be individualized for your family. And when you're struggling and having tough mornings and days, it's okay. It's, Oh, when it's when it's a complete disaster and you're in tears and everyone's, you know, in the car or at the school bus, it's all right. Those days happen. Yep. yep. Okay. Pass. Exactly.
0: Um, and um, another tip on that front is if you can't do any of these tests all at once, do it in steps, do it yep. in small bits, just trying to set up a place for every person to have their Right things that they need, you know, one yeah, at bas- a time. Baskets
1: or... or or just a one spot, uh, one pile. If it's not a, if yeah. you're not a basket person, one pile on the counter. It's okay if you've counters on the uh, piles on the counter. Everyone's got yeah. their pile. Put, yeah. put something of theirs on top of it, <laughs> you know, right. or just anything. Just right. someplace. Uh, yes. Start just small. Build small. Changes. That can that absolutely is. And, the way and the hopefully,
0: car. every step you take, you feel like. If it's a small success and you feel a little a little better about getting everyone out the door in the morning, um, both on the, the sleep habits and the organizational habits. Yeah. Um, you know, give it a try, see how it goes, and hopefully it'll help and you know, everyone, depending on how many people you have in your family and not counting the dogs and cats and other um, factors that go into that um, because we both have those every bit could could help you feel a little bit better about about being organized and not using energy on like I say the silly stuff of I know I had my phone where did I leave it or I know I need um, my keys where the heck did I put them that kind of thing so hopefully this has been helpful
1: yeah, um, uh, I, I just, I think I want to point out that that's what I yeah. think of as an upward spiral as opposed to the downward spiral. Oh, there's the small go. Like pieces. That. There's a book and I, I will find it and put it in the show notes. I cannot remember the author's name, but if anybody's interested in it, it's a wonderful book about um, the neuroscience of depression and the concept of the upward spiral. Um, I keep it in my waiting room, I recommend it to patients all the time. Um, and that is just, that's that idea, small pieces, small changes you make that help sort of build new cognitive neuro circuits. Cause you know, you do it over and over what fires together, wires together. That's a neuroscience expression where you're building, and a little uh-huh. bit, and a little bit, and you feel a little better, just like you said, as opposed to what we all know, the negative spiral. Have a bad day or bad moment, and that can go in the other direction. So that's, I just right. wanted to introduce that term. I like I, it. I love yeah. it. I think it's a great thing, a great way to think of things.
0: Right, right. And it. And that links to what we know about building habits it's the same thing but just 100%. different language yeah. but I like that upward spiral that's that's a yeah. very positive
1: yeah and I'll put um, the I'll put the book name and author in the show notes.
0: great so, all, right. So all right so we just okay. wanted to have uh you know a shortish episode yeah. here and
1: um and listen if you have listeners if you have tricks or ideas or things you want to share or problems you've had and want to sort of Think about solutions. Please um, go to our website. You can submit a question. Um, we're on social media as well. It's mentalhealthgoes2school.com, and that's our that's our handle on all the social medias. Uh, but we want to hear from you. We want to be having this as a conversation. And this kind of stuff, we could talk about it for hours. So, as <laughs> we're trying to keep it focused, but uh, join us, you know, and have this. All of these things tie into mental health and learning, uh, and school. Um, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to, you know, be talking about here. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. So thank you all for listening. And just a reminder, if you want to hear more, check out our website, mentalhealthgoes2school.com. Find us on social media, same, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um,
1: LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Started, uh, I started a threads. It's, uh, just bare bones at the moment, but it, uh, okay. it will, will well, be great. on threads.
0: Um, so be sure to like and follow if you do, in fact, like what you hear. Uh, leave a review to help uh, connect with more listeners. Um, that helps. Yeah, absolutely. helps us social grow media this. processes. Uh, yep. The more, the more yep. of that that happens. So thank you all. And I do just want to note that our music and sound editing is by Julian Crockamore. And our website and tech support is by Ellen Jennings. All right. See you soon, Joe.